Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 93. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Hello. Welcome to episode 93. Man, we are closing in on 100 episodes. I'm super stoked about that. I'm also super stoked about my guest today. Cody Burns is a keynote speaker and an author, and he has an incredible story to share. Um, he went through a, an experience, you know, some years ago where he almost died and he um, turned that pain into power. And he now goes out into the world um, speaking on this and sharing his story and helping to change lives everywhere that he goes, including on social media, using social media to spread that message and to help change lives in that way as well. So I'm really, really excited for you to hear him. It's, it's interesting because he's not, um, he's not a, like a typical guest on this show, right? A lot of guests on this show are, you know, online marketing professionals, um, you know, working somewhat in the space that I work in or business coaches or things like that. Cody is not any of those things, but he is awesome. And I intentionally wanted him on here for his story because us, us business owners, us entrepreneurs, we need to hear stories like this where someone prevails, where someone goes through something so incredibly difficult, where he literally almost died and actually made it out on the other side really amazingly. And we need to hear those stories, right? We need encouragement. And I'll tell you what, I have needed some encouragement myself. I, if I, if, if I sound low energy, (laughs) well, you're on to me. You probably know me well by now, if you've been listening to the show for a while and, um, I am low energy right now. I'm having a rough go at it. You know, not just today. It's been a little while. It's been, um, a little bit of time, having a hard time business-wise, right, and and um, figuring that out. So essentially, long story short, what happened was, I, you know, my business, as far as like Fun Love Media, where I'm actually doing client work for social media marketing and email marketing and whatnot, so that that business had been part-time for me all the way up until a year ago because I was the main person taking care of children and our household and all that, and then I just worked part-time. Well, a year ago, my husband Ryan lost his job and his income stopped immediately. And um, we decided we were excited because now we could make this change we'd been wanting to make. And it was our chance to live this life where it was more flexible and he didn't have to go back to corporate America anymore. And we were making that choice. Um, and we did. And we swapped places. And there was a, there was a bit of pressure because suddenly I had to hustle up a bunch of uh, more more work, more client work, and, um, and increase my income exponentially to replace his. And good news is that I did. I had a goal accomplished. I'm very, very proud of that. But here's the problem. <laughs> I mean, there's always a problem, right? Um, the problem is, is that I've been in this mode of this money mode, this business mode 
the past year because of what happened with his job and because of what what we decided to do and switch places um and which he does he does work it's just that he's working more more part-time than what it used to be and it's all very flexible so good news there you know flexible schedules but i've been so um i've been so engulfed in the thoughts of making more money for my family and business, 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 all these business decisions. How do I do this? How do I change that? How do I improve that? How do I expand that? You know, do I need to add another team member? All these things that go along with having your own business. And it's been dominating my life for a year. Now, on one hand, it's fun if you're like me and you like business, I mean, I do like it. I like it. I think it's fun. I, I love running a business. I I enjoy um the process. I enjoy um really a lot a lot of it. I really do. But what's happened is when it comes to social media, I have lost sight of the mission, essentially. So when I talk about the guest that's coming up today, Cody Burns, and how he um uses social media and beyond to spread his message, to tell his story, to inspire people, to impact lives, you know, um, based upon what happened to him. You know, that's what I always believe social media is best used for. You have probably heard me say use social media for good. Um, I want to help you impact lives. Um, I want, you know, want you to use social media as a vehicle to live live your life's purpose and fulfill your own dreams and help others. And that's what I truly believe in my heart about social media. And that's why I love it so much because of the power it has to do great, to help you and me do great things. But in the midst of this year of craziness and our family and all the changes, um, I have had a lot of moments where I lost sight of that mission, you know, and I was having a rough day with it today. And, um, and in recent days, I've been having a hard time with it. And it's an interesting place to be because entrepreneurship is, it is, well, it's a fucking roller coaster. And if you've lived through some of it yourself, which I'm sure you have, then you understand it's up and down and up and down and around and around in circles and all this windy road shit. And, um, and it's definitely a weird feeling whenever you feel like things are down, right? Like, you know, on the surface, everything's okay. Like the business is running. Of course, I'm thankful for that. I'm still able to support my family financially and the business is going in the right direction and we're doing good work and all the things like you should be doing when you're running a company that's doing a good job. That's great. (laughs) But in my soul, I'm so happy that this episode is here this week and we're talking to someone with such an inspiring story who uses social media to get that story out to the world because that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You know, my my highest reaching Instagram post ever, ever, okay? And I've been on Instagram for like 10 fucking years. The post that reached the most people was a post where I was talking about body image. And I like literally you could see like the fat roll in my stomach from like, well, from fat, (laughs) but a little extra in there, um, leftover from, uh, 
my humongous babies that I had, which is fine. And, 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 you know, I was looking at that the other day and that post along with other, um, posts where I'm really in tune with my mission and my message of what I'm trying to put out into the world to help impact lives and change lives. Those are the posts. Those are the Instagram posts that have gotten the most attention. Those are the things that have reached the most people. When it comes to, you know, videos, say, on TikTok and Reels, those kinds of videos right now, which are so incredibly popular, look back at your own and check it out and see see if you notice any patterns. But on mine, the ones that have reached the most people are the ones where I was still clear on the mission, where I was spreading the message, the inspiration, the fun, the joy, um, the encouragement, all the things I like to do with you, with my audience. Those are the videos that have reached the most people, right? And it's easy to lose sight of that whenever you are running a business and especially when you get into a position where, you know, your family is relying on you financially, which is good. I asked for this. I'm down. Let's do it. I'm down for the challenge. And, um, and it's been going well. It's just that you just get bogged down by that shit sometimes. And sometimes we need to shake our head, shake our arms, shake it all out, (laughs) do whatever we got to do. You know, just like somebody might grab you by the shoulders and shake you like, get it together. Like we need to do that to ourselves sometimes. Like get it together, Brittany. What is your fucking mission? What are you really using social media for? What do you really want to use it for? You want to do great, big, amazing things. Don't you? You. I'm talking to you. You want to you use this, like I said before, as a vehicle to be able to live your life's purpose. It's an opportunity, social media is, to get your message, your, your, your brand, your business, everything you got going on, get it out there into the world so that all these people that need what you got, they need your knowledge, they need your talent, they need your inspiration, they need your product, they need whatever it is you got. You need to reach those people. Dig down into your gut, into your heart, and remember why the fuck you started. I had to do that with myself. I did that just earlier. Ugh. Makes me emotional. <clears throat> I, had to, I had to ask myself, Brittany, why the fuck did you start this? Why did you start this social media journey, really? So you could run a social media marketing company only? No. No, 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 no. Thankful for that company and all of the things that have come along with it and it has served my family. But the reason why Brittany, the individual ventured out into social media is because she saw this great opportunity and she thought, I thought I'll stop speaking in third person. And I thought, Whoa, I have talents and knowledge and skills and a story experiences that I not only can share with the world, but I want to. 
I want to get out there and I want to talk about my struggles with mental health in the past and the horrific ways that I felt whenever I was going through big bouts of of panic. And I want to tell people, look, I got out of there on the other side and there's hope. You know, I want to spread the message of encouragement to people who think that just because they're a little bit later on in life and all of their dreams haven't been accomplished, you still can. You can still figure that shit out and make cool shit happen in your life. I want to help people smile because, yeah, you know, I'm a performer. That's what we like to do. We want to get in front of the audience and help, help brighten your day. And I have to remember that. I have to remember why the fuck I started. Why did I start this mission, the social media mission? Not the business, but the mission, the message. What's behind and what's from my what's behind all the message and what's in my heart? The same with you. I had no notes for this episode. I just started talking, as probably you could tell. <laughs> it's not very structured. But I I found it so fitting. That Cody is the scheduled guest today, and he has such an inspiring story, and he's done such amazing things since going through his near-death experience, and and he's here to show us, as entrepreneurs, hope. And that that's what I've always wanted to do, is to give you hope. Because when we don't have hope, we don't really have much of anything. And if somebody says, oh, look, here's this neat technology, we're going to call it social media. It means that you can put shit on it and then it can send out into the freaking internet and millions of people might see it for all you know. And you can change lives and you can build businesses and you can make a shitload of money. You can help other people make a shitload of money. You can have fun and it's all right here. And look, you can just access it all in your smartphone. It's absolutely incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So I needed to remind myself this today. I wanted to talk to you about it just in case you need that reminder to dig down in your gut and remember why the fuck you started and what you're actually meant to be doing. And then, look, this part's not easy. Trust me, I know from experience. You figure out a way to make sure You're living your purpose and that you are incorporating some part of that into every fucking day of your life. It's not easy. It's tricky because if you need to be running a business and need to be thinking in business mode and money mode and all that jazz, that you, you got to do that. I got to do that. We all got to do that. And that's cool. And we, I'm, I'm all about it. You know, (laughs) like all about the money. I want, I want plenty of money in the hands of good people like me and you, right? But we still have to remember why we started and what we're trying to help in the world with. All right? Okay, that's enough. I'm going to go. I'm going to let you go because Cody's conversation is coming up soon. I don't want you to miss a second of this. Please, please, please stay tuned until the very end. Hear what this awesome dude has to say. And um, thanks for listening to me. I know that you're there listening right now. I can't see you. And I can't hear you, but I appreciate you. And I'm here for you. 
DM me on Instagram anytime at Brittany Crossin. I would love to say hello. I would love to chat. I would love to hear what you thought about the show. And if you've ever gone through anything similar to this, I am here for you. Coming up next is my talk with Cody Burns. Today's guest is an award-winning speaker and number one best-selling author. His life underwent a major shift in 2013 after a horrific traffic accident left his body burned and scarred. After years of countless surgeries and physical and emotional hurdles, Cody has since founded his own nonprofit burn foundation and is on a mission to spread his story of inspiration, hope, and recovery to everyone he meets. And a fun fact... He loves juggling. Oh my God, we got to talk about that. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Cody Burns. Hey, thank you so much, Brittany. I am so honored and pumped to be part of this. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for taking the time. I I was telling you before we started recording, I'm so excited for everybody to hear your story. Um, All the small business owners and entrepreneurs that listen to the show, um, we need all of the hope we can get. So you're the guy to help us out with that. But first, we got to talk about the juggling because let me tell you something, Cody. This is what's so funny about the juggling. I don't, first of all, I don't know how to juggle and I really should just like do that. I need to conquer that in my life because I use that as an example. So when I'm teaching about social media, I'm always encouraging people create content around your existing talents, skills, knowledge, even if it's not super businessy and like just about your business, just do your fun stuff. I mean, I dance on a treadmill on my social media and it has nothing to do with my business. Right. So I always say, if you know how to juggle, juggle. <laughs> and, I, and here you are a juggler. And I'm like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. And I watched some of your Instagram. You had a video, you're like balancing and doing something all at the same time. It was amazing. So what have you always like juggled? Is that a, what is that? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I love it. I, 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 this is exciting. And I agree 100% find that talent, hone in on it and use it as a way to further just get your message across. And so I've been doing that stuff since I was a little boy. And so I always tell people the story, mom and dad, they took me to a circus growing up. And uh, I remember going in in a large arena, ringmaster, all these different performers. And there was these jugglers that I had seen and these out there shiny vests. And this one in particular had blonde hair. He'd take a bow and the, everybody go crazy. Even the girls, I'm thinking, oh, I got to have this job. I like this. This is awesome. And so I remember leaving the circus and I, my gosh, I was probably, uh, I kid you not, maybe five, six years old. I mean, I was really young and uh, mom and dad, they bought me some little juggling balls and I began teaching myself. And so as time went on, I, I just learned to juggle. I practiced in my bedroom for hours, watch videos of other entertainers and just studied them until I got to doing it. And then I started doing birthday parties. I started out actually doing clown clown work and uh and so doing the clown stuff and then doing the juggling with it but over the years the juggling is what i really got good at and so people they were you know more anxious to book me as a juggler comedian versus a clown as clowning it's you know unfortunately it's just the whole makeup big nose it's not a big thing nowadays or not as popular uh, as it used to be years ago and so uh I started doing it. Birthday parties, fairs, schools, and speaking and doing stuff in churches. I mean, the list goes on. And then uh, whenever I graduated high school, I did a first my first circus event. Now, I never toured with the circus, but I did little spot dates where I would fly out for a weekend, do a show, and then I fly back home. And so I did my first circus show. It was in Springfield, Missouri. And then I did a couple more, and it was in Tex- in the Texas area, actually. As a matter of fact, I did one. It was a large church. This church did a big circus production. And they had all these other performers, high wire people, the people in the motorcycles, the big ball. And here I was, 
I had blonde hair at the time, blonde hair juggler. And I got up there and it was in Tyler, Texas and Keller, Texas. And uh, then I did one in San Francisco and then Dayton, Ohio theaters. And I l always loved doing that stuff. And so from a little boy watching a juggler in the circus, teaching myself three balls until I was doing seven balls at one time. And so doing torches and of course I still do torches, which is surprising and interesting considering the injuries and everything that I have. Yes. Uh, but I still rock it and I have fun. That, that is, you actually juggle fire. Like I use that as an example too. I'm like, if you know how to juggle fire, please juggle fire, do it on social media. Like <laughs> I love this. And I love that you're also a fellow uh, performer. That's so cool. Um, well, thank you again for taking the time to be here to talk to everybody listening, you know, and to me, um, we just, uh, you know, everybody listening, like I was telling you before is, you know, pretty much going to be a small business owner, an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a lot of times. So they're juggling a lot of things, um, parenthood and their business and all that jazz, you know, and it can get really, um, discouraging. So I'm, I'm so happy that you're here to talk. I would love to just like, give you the mic, tell everybody your story, tell what happened to you and, and everything. We want to hear it. Yeah. Okay. So um, as I shared kind of with the juggling uh, back, you know, growing up, I, I come from a small town in Indiana. I now live in Tampa, Florida. A great family, still very close with my family. Mom, dad, I got two younger brothers and a wild imagination at an early age. And, you know, family took me to the circus, obviously got fell in love with performing and being in front of crowds, doing the clown juggling stuff, but also just speaking in general. And I remember it was actually a few years after my family had taken me to the circus, I went to a kid's camp. And at this kid's camp, like most, there's activities and things to do during the day. But at night, they had a camp speaker. And this camp speaker also had a special skill to go along with his talk. And it was juggling. Go figure. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. This guy's got my attention. And all my peers, I, I seen how they was being impacted. But I recognized that this man was not on the platform to receive self-glorification, but really give a message of hope to us kids. And it was like something on the inside of me in that moment said that this is what I'm going to be doing someday. And so all through my young years, I was one, I was one of those, those kids. I was never very athletic. I was always very determined. I was, I was the clown. I was the dork, but I rocked it. I loved the juggling. I love entertaining. I was very involved in my church speaking. I mean, you name it. I was, and that was my business. I got paid doing birthday parties, all these things, fair shows for years doing that stuff. Um, but ultimately, it all went back to that vision of wanting to give hope. I knew that I wanted to impact people for the good, whether it was making them laugh, entertaining them. But truly, it was just that message of, you know, no matter what life has brought you, you can push forward and you can live the very best life that you can. Um, there is hope for tomorrow and keep your focus on what matters the most. And and I knew that someday that message, this uh, vision, this mission for myself, if you will, it was going to be big and it was going to be international. And so um, after high school, I went to a program in Rockford, Illinois. I got, some, I got my pastoral credentials and then I became a children's pastor. And at the same time of being a kid's pastor, I traveled the country speaking at kids camps, conferences, doing the circus events. I mean, I was on, I was on my mission. I was living on purpose. And, it, you know, making money too from that. It was entrepreneur booking these events. It was all me, uh, but it was a lot of work. And, uh, but I loved it. I had so much fun doing it. And then in April of 2013, 
I just got back from Cuba. We was there for a couple of weeks doing mission work and working with leaders and helping children over there. And I loved it. I was like, okay, it's starting to get international now. Everything is going good. And then in May of 2013, my life suddenly takes a shift. And, you know, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be just like life that everything at one moment is going according to plan and then the next, everything falls apart. And I was stopped at a red light on the highway. It was Highway 41 in Indiana. I was heading back to my church office. The morning of, I was going to be going to, or I had a meeting with the university. I was going to be doing my juggling comedy act and some speaking. And the meeting went great. And then I was driving back to the church, to my office there, and I was stopped at a red light on the highway. And I was rear-ended by a refrigerator box truck that did not stop. Uh, this box truck, when it hit my, I was in a Dodge Durango. It was about, uh, the, the, the Dodge, the, sorry, the, the truck was going 60 to 65 miles per hour. When it hit my Dodge, my Dodge blew up into flames. The first responders, when they came to this scene, just by the looks of it, they said it's a fatality. There's no way anybody could survive this. And so they then called the coroner and I was considered dead. And interesting enough, so in the story, there was a lady, there's a van in front of me and I was parked behind this van. And so when the box truck hit my Dodge, my Dodge blows up and it pushes my Dodge into one side of the intersection into an embankment. But the van in front of me, there was a lady and she went to the other side of the intersection. And fortunately she was okay. She was fine. But so their focus was on her because they knew she had survived me. On the other hand, there's no way uh, until they saw my hand move. And once they did that, they changed their plans. They said, I was talking to them. I told them who I was, where I worked, everything. I don't remember none of it. I just remember driving. And then I'm waking up out of a coma off of life support three weeks later. So when they got me out of the car, it took them an hour to get me out of this thing. And then they life flighted me to the burn unit in Indianapolis, Indiana. And that's where I was put into the coma life support. I had severe burn injuries, 40% of my body severely burned, burnt down to bone and muscle. I had third and fourth degree burns. I never knew there was such a thing as a fourth degree burn, but they exist. And that burns through all of your fat cells down to bone and muscle. And in some cases it requires amputation. So very severe burn injuries. I had broken vertebrae, torn ligaments. I had a blood infection in the unit. I had, I mean, so many different obstacles and hurdles. I was in the burn unit for two and a half months. And then I had to go to a rehab center. I had to relearn to walk and use my hands, all the basics. Um, that was another six weeks where I was just constantly monitored by nurses and doctors, many, many surgeries. It took me almost, I would say, two years after getting out of in-state rehab to kind of get to the place where I could kind of move on. Um, however, I still have my scars and I still have to monitor them every day. But, you know, really it, um, it has served me for the better. And that's really what I like teaching people whenever I go speaking for corporate events, colleges, you name it. Um, because there's, there's a key component to that is that um, when we change our mindset, when we shift our perspective on pain, it could serve to our advantage. And I think with in today's world, because of COVID and everything that businesses and entrepreneurs and different ones have, they've, they've seen that, you know, everyone's taken a hit. And it's just a matter of how we're going to change our perspective on the matter to let it serve for our good. And so, you know, I, I kind of go back to that overall vision is I knew I wanted to give hope to people. I knew that from a young age, but I always share the story of my mother. Whenever I came out of that coma off of life support, 
she was there. My whole family was there, but I remember my mom's words. You know, she told me, she said, Cody, you know, you're here in the burn unit, your recovery. It's not going to be an easy journey, but no matter what, don't lose sight of your vision. And that simple reminder meant the world to me. And I think about how in life we all need those individuals to just remind us of what is most important to not lose focus on what matters the most. And, uh, you know, it wasn't an easy journey. I had my obstacles and my hurdles, but through it all, I'm here today. And it's been remarkable to say the least. Yeah. Wow. I'm almost speechless. I'm like, <laughs> get it together, Brittany. Okay. Um, that's incredible. Um, first of all, I'm so thankful and happy that you're okay. And you're here doing your thing. That's so important. Um, and what a beautiful moment with your mother. How, how amazing that, like that she just delivered the words you needed right then, right? Like that's definitely a God thing for sure. Um, I, I want to know, I mean, I know it was difficult clearly for a very long time, but what were some, what were some things, maybe, maybe family and other things that really actually truly helped whenever you needed it the most and things just were crap or whatever. It was a horrible day. I mean, what, what did you do? What did you look to? How did you do that? Yeah, I think because growing up in a small town, um, everybody knew, everyone knew me and I, uh, had gained some popularity throughout the community and even different parts of the country because of all that I was you know, children's evangelism, working with kids, kids camps, the juggler, the clown. Um, everyone knew that I was living on purpose. That was my goal and my mission. So when all, whenever this went down, everyone reached out. Uh, a great community. Everyone was there to support and encourage me in my moment in time of need. And I think it's important, just like, just like I said, to have those people to remind us and to encourage us in those times, because I did have my moments of depression. I went through multiple stages, like one stage, I'm grateful and thankful to be alive. Yes. Oh, thank you, God, that I'm here. But then the next moment, I'm thinking, all right, why? Why the heck did this happen to me? What did I do to deserve this? Here I am trying to do everything good in my life. Not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect by any means, but you know, from, from many people's standards, I'm living a good life. I'm trying to help encourage people, talking to thousands of children up to this point, encouraging them, motivating them. And here I am all of a sudden burned alive, scarred, you know, deformed in some ways because of the way that the, the fire did. And so it's, it was very difficult and I struggled a lot and I went through a massive weight gain. I'm still, still on a health journey, but I've lost over a hundred pounds since I would say 2017. But it was a lot of emotional hurdles that I had to endure. And I think the benefit was, is having those people in my life to encourage me. They didn't allow me to stay in those moments. They kept pushing me forward. They kept reminding me of what, uh, of what is most important. And, you know, naturally, I had to really set and examine myself and ask, you know, number one, I think everybody has to really know why they are born. You know, everyone should just sit there with themselves and just say, why was I born? Why am I here on this earth? What is my overall calling? What, in what way can I serve humanity and make a positive difference in today's world? And I looked and I searched back and I thought about that vision that I always had. And that was to give hope to people, to give hope. And what better way to give hope to people than utilize such a traumatic event to further 
get that message across that no matter what life brings you, you can still get up and press forward. It's all a matter of how you look at it. And two, working with children prior to this incident, all of those young eyes were suddenly watching my response to this tragedy. My younger brother had started up a Facebook page and had gotten, I don't know how many thousands of people following the story all across the country, other leaders and children that, was, that had been engaged in all that I was doing. They're suddenly watching me. And the message that I had talked before all this was now being put to the test. Because everyone knows you can talk something good all day long as long as life is going great. But then when trial hits and, and all hell breaks loose, everything that you have spoken about is now put to the test. And so I had to really set with myself, what is the example I want to set to all these children and everyone, leaders, teenagers, you name it. And so I wanted to let it serve to my advantage. And there's a powerful quote one of my mentors give to me. And uh, he's since passed on, but Dr. Sean Stevenson, an amazing uh, entrepreneur, speaker. He has helped me a lot in, in my career, in my business. But there's a powerful quote, and it's by Caitlin Walsh. And it's, it says, the, the key to success is playing the hand you were dealt like it was the hand that you wanted. And I have really utilized this whole event, this traumatic experience in my life to serve to my advantage. And uh, it, it's been amazing because I've been able to serve and impact people in ways that I never would have if I hadn't gone through this. So people all over the world are hearing this story. I mean, even this this week on Thursday, I'm speaking virtually to a group in the UK. Uh, I mean, it's it's international television, radio shows. Everyone's picked this story up. And it's just amazing because that vision that I always had, it's it's happening and it's happening on a greater scale. Yeah. And, and not in the way you thought it would clearly. And I connect so deeply to that because I, I teach that. And I talk about that a lot. Um, in my own journey, things didn't go the way that I planned. I mean, when, when do they really, uh, exactly go the way you plan, but, um, how, you can still get, it's, I feel so like, this is so exciting for me to have you here. Cause you're touching on so many things that matter to me very deeply. And you, what I always try to tell people is you can still get to that really cool destination to the thing that you wanted, the feeling, the life, the, all the things you wanted. It's just that the path may not be the one that you thought it was going to be, but just cause the path gets super bumpy and crazy sometimes, you know, it's okay. You can still get there, but it's, it's interesting how that, that goes. I mean, how often does life go exactly the way we plan? <laughs> <laughs> Never. As we Never. both laugh, we're like, ha, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> well, so, okay. So now when, when did your book come about? in this whole mm. process more recently, right? Yeah. So I released a book back in 2018 and uh -huh. uh, I never thought I would write a book, but a lot of people just encouraged me to say, Cody, you need to get it in, in, into writing and use it. Yeah. And also just in the speaking world, you know, using it for, yeah. for business purposes too. It's been very, very handy. And so I released that then it's self-published. Um, and, but so a, a lot of people that, that aren't familiar, you know, self-publishing, it has, its, it has a lot of benefits. Uh, but at the same time, it also has a, a lot of a lot of a lot more work that has to go into it, if you will, because now you're in charge of hiring editors and doing all the publicity on your own. Right. Um, so I did that 
but it's really served it, it to my advantage. It's been wonderful. And so I released that in 2018, did a nationwide press tour and uh, became a bestseller on Amazon. And it's, it's helping people. It's, it's not a big book. It's very conversational, yeah. but it, it's, it's taking my story and helping people find themselves in the story because I think everybody has found themselves stopped at a red light um, in, in sudden moments. Everybody has found themselves burned in some way, shape or form, whether it be uh, a divorce, um, loss of a job, the list could go on. And all these burning moments have the ability to scar us. And these scars, if they're not properly dealt with, they can limit us in moving forward in our lives. And so the book is called Scar Release. Go figure. I have a copy of it right here. Scar Release, Breaking Free of Yesterday's Troubles. And Scar Release is named after a surgical procedure that they do on burn survivors. And so as a burn survivor, I have contracture scars. And when a contracture scar occurs over the top of a joint, it can limit the mobility of that joint. Mm -hmm. And so in order for them to free up that scar, they have to do a scar release. And I always tell the example with my hand because my hands had contracted to the point I couldn't even hold on to a bottle of water. And so they had to go in and free up my web spaces. And so they did the scar release procedure and they cut the scar at its root. And then you can have mobility to move and function. But the scar release procedure does not remove the appearance of a scar. It allows the mobility to move with the scar. And so I always tell people on that note that, you know, scars are permanent, whether, whether they are physical or emotional. It's all a matter of not allowing those scars to keep you limited in moving forward. Instead, you could use those scars as a example, a testimony, however you want to phrase it, to show others and give other people hope and say, you know what? I went through this life. It's not easy. Here's my story and here's what I learned from it. And here's how it can help you in your situation. And it speaks volumes to people. So when you own, when you go from embracing your scars to celebrating your scars, whew, the process, it's not always easy, but when you get to the part of celebrating and, and out of that celebration, you're serving others. Life is so much fun. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And that's so smart with the name of the book, Scarlet. Ah, I love it so much. Okay. So let me ask you about, you know, I, I, I work in social media. That's what I teach. That's what I do in my company. And I just, I believe in the power of it. And I believe that if you hate social media, you're doing it wrong. That's one of my uh, most favorite phrases because we can use social media for good. And it doesn't mean you have to be changing the world, saving lives and something grand. Um, it could be sharing your grandma's recipes with other people so that when they make it, they smile and they eat together, right? Like it can go in anywhere, any direction using social media for good. And clearly you do that. I would love to, I would love to hear from you what, how you feel, how you have felt about using social media as a tool to get your story out there, to reach people. I mean, have you been surprised at, the power of it and how it can truly affect people just by them picking up their phone and maybe watching your video or reading your stuff. Absolutely. And I think, you know, in the beginning it was all Facebook driven. That's yeah. really where everything, you know, took off for me. And, you know, thousands of people got out of the whole of the story. You post a video and before you know it, there's 300, 400, 500,000 people that have viewed these, these videos. And just to hear people's responses on a daily, um, it, it was, it's very encouraging to know that um, your story and the lessons that you're learning is truly helping other people. And so, and obviously in today's world, because of 
I guess the shifts that have taken place in, in social media, because now Facebook is kind of dragging on. It's, it's not as popular or the, the, uh, the engagement is not as strong as it used to be because right. I have a lot of friends that, you know, they may have, you know, darn near a million followers and yet very little engagement. And so yeah. I, I don't understand. They want you to buy that. ads. They want they, you to buy yeah. Ads. They, that's how they're getting their money. They <laughs> want like, you to we'll buy show all these people ads. when we get your money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's interesting, but I tell you when it works, it works. Um, but Instagram is really now where everything is, the, the focus is drawn to. And, um, I have a whole team that, that helps me and, and being, you just brainstorming, what are some ways we can make a difference and simple, a simple post, you know, and people that know, like in my case, that know the story, all right, this is what this guy's went through. And now, all right, now he's out with his family. He's got a smile on his face. He, you know, he's traveling to this place or he's out on a date or doing this and this. Little things like that, and you post a nice, positive, inspirational quote, you'd be amazed at what it can do in someone's life. And so everybody is on social media nowadays. And if you're doing it for business purposes, I tell you, that's really that's really key. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, and it's something in the beginning I didn't really think a whole lot on Instagram, but how everything has shifted over, it's, it's quite right. remarkable. A lot of business leaders and, you know, events in particular – they have social media. And, right. you know, from a speaker standpoint, one of the things they, they look to is your social media. What right. are you doing? Are you truly, you know, living a life in alignment with the messages that you're teaching? What are you doing? What is your following? What is the engagement? Um, it makes a difference. It truly does. Right. Yeah, it really does. And I mean, you have gone, I looked at your Instagram, you, or I follow you already on Instagram and you have well over a hundred thousand followers. And it's, that to me is exciting. You know, there's a lot of talk out there about, um, some people say, oh, the, the number of followers or views doesn't matter. And then somebody, some people focus too much on it. And I, I stand in a place where I'm like, hey, let's, let's celebrate that because that's people that you're impacting and that you're touching and that you're, you're um, sharing with. I mean, that's huge. That's a really, really big deal. I, I feel like if you look at it that way, you know, um, so I loved seeing that, that you had such a big following knowing that everybody's learning about you and i loved the the video I, what were you balancing on there was something recently you were like <laughs> you were balancing on something and you were like spinning a ball at the same time <laughs> i was like it's like yes, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness that um gosh that was that's probably been uh close to a year ago now since i when i posted that but that was uh what what <laughs> they call so in in the circus world they call it the rollabola and and so um oh. People can Google, and there's actually, I think they have them in some uh, athletic stores or sports stores. Um, but, you know, getting on that, I used to do that years ago too, just balancing on that and juggling at the same time. And it's always fun. Right. Uh, it grabs people's <laughs> attention. When I go speaking at events, even though I'm a corporate speaker and I'm speaking to all these business professionals, it, it's amazing because you pull out that kind of stuff, it grabs their attention. And even it though it's not about that, um, to me, it's a great icebreaker. It, it's engaging. It's memorable. Yep. You go to an event and you have a speaker that does that kind of stuff. And yet, you know, I, my big thing too, is that if I'm doing something on stage, all right, what is the point in me doing that? So not only is it fun, it's entertaining, but I also have a point as to why I'm doing it. Then there's yeah. an overall message. There's an example. Uh, but I, I love doing that stuff. So, but yeah, that was the roll of bola. I'm so, that's so funny. I didn't know it was called that. Uh, see, and what you just said also relates to, re- relates to 
my world over here too, because you're like, it doesn't, you know, it may not have exactly something to do with what I'm talking about. Like you, you make it, you loop it together, obviously, and make it all make sense, but you're getting their attention and you're using something that you already have. You know, I call it like in your tool belt, use what's in your tool belt and get out there and show the world what you got. I mean, you may as well spread your, your talents and your gifts around in my opinion, but I want to ask you if you, before I let you go, I want to see if you could give some words of wisdom to, to connecting your, your, what you're doing and in, in kind of my world here in social media, you know, there's a lot of people that, that I talk to that follow and all that stuff that, that have something they've been through something significant, um, that may have been extremely difficult. So they, and we talk about, you know, sharing those kinds of things on social media when somebody wants to, um, and the good it can do, obviously. And so what would you, what kind of words of wisdom would you give to someone who wants to start telling their story? Um, doesn't really know how to go about it. Is scared of what people will think is scared of how it might make them feel. Um, what would you tell that person? Mm, I'm putting you on the spot here. (laughs) No, that's a great question. And I, and I love that because I think there is power true power in sharing your story. Everyone has a story. Everyone has gone through pain in some form. Pain is pain. Uh, I've talked with many different individuals that have gone through some very traumatic incidents in their life. Some of them are just natural. Maybe it's just a sudden you know, illness that takes place or somebody in their childhood messed with them and messed them up for life. Um, or there's just traumatic events that have happened, car accidents, the list, the list could go on. Uh, but every one of those stories, it involves pain. And people in this world, I think, more so now than ever, they're craving people to be authentic and real. And people get tired of the Photoshop, the perfect world, if you will. Because, And, and I think on social media, too, people can naturally fall into that trap that we want the perfect photo of ourselves. You know, do I look skinny in this photo? We we're trying to be, we're all trying to be models. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, we Photoshop it. We want this filter, this, this, and this, but I think when you are real and you really show, this is me, it connects with people and people are, you know, I know for me, I would, I have more respect for somebody that is truly themselves and says, this is how I am. This is my story. Even if it's, even if you're having a bad day, so, you know what, Today, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling a little out of it, but just know that if you have one of those days, it's okay. Just don't stay there. Just don't stay there. Um, okay. In your story, you know, everybody's going to have their opinions. Everyone does. You can't please everyone. And, you know, I, I naturally in the beginning, you, you, I want to I be friends with people. I want to be liked by people. Okay. But at the end of the day, it's impossible. You're going to drive yourself crazy if you want to be liked by everyone. Um, but you would be amazed at how many people will appreciate and respect you sharing your story. So, you know, it's, it's always fascinating. I remember back when I was big on the face on, I mean, I still have my Facebook stuff up, but even on my personal Facebook page, okay. I have the business page. I have my personal, if somebody on my Facebook page, if I suddenly see that they're no longer friends with me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, what's, what's up? What did I do? Yes. And, and you start looking at yourself and you, and you take offense to that you kind of get hurt. Right. However, it's always amazing how we put so much focus on one or two people that may delete us or not like us versus however many thousands of people that do. Yeah. 
And so like in my mind, I have to look at it that way because look at the bright side of things. There's people out there that love you and they care about you. They appreciate you. And when you're open and honest, you would be amazed at how many people you could help. There's power and vulnerability. The more there's a quote out there. I'm trying to think, I don't know word for word, but it goes along with vulnerability is the bridge that builds connection. If you truly want to connect with people, whether it be with just building a relationship with somebody uh, for just, you know, personal starting a friendship or even in business, the more you can connect and be vulnerable, the more doors will open up and it it truly will serve to your advantage. But, you know, embrace, embrace the challenge of it all. Uh, it, It won't be easy. It may be scary at first, but there's another powerful quote out there. Fear is the one thing that gets smaller as you run towards it. So just take a leap of faith. And I, I don't know who, who says that quote. So I'm quoting somebody. Um, I, I wish I could say I That's said amazing. that. That's amazing. I've never heard that but, before. But there's so much truth in that. So just take it, take it, take a jump, take, take a leap of faith and you'd be amazed at, at what could happen. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I know there's so many people listening that really need to hear that right now. And, um, you're doing so much good and I'm so thankful that I've met you and now you're stuck with me forever. And now we're, now we're Instagram friends forever. Okay. Um, please, before we go though, tell everybody we're going to have it in the show notes, everybody, of course you can look down at that, but also please tell them how they can find you, follow you, get your book, all the things, please. Yes. Yes. Uh, so all of uh, my stuff, you can go to codyburns.com, C-O-D-Y-B-Y-R-N-S.com. And on there, there's more information about my, the speaking that I provide. There's information about a burn foundation that I've since started because of all this. My book information is on there. You can download the first chapter of the book for free. Also too, I have some free materials that uh, everywhere I speak, I offer this and it's called the Epic Steps. And EPIC is an acronym, and people use it for both their personal or their professional lives. And they can download that free gift to EpicLifeGamePlan.com. And EPIC, the acronym, E stands for Embrace Challenges. And then the P is Provide Perspective. And then the I is Implement Change. And then the C is Celebrate. Celebrate. Now that celebration serve others. So, and in those steps, it explains more as to what that means. And uh, that's my gift to everyone that is open to receiving it. You just go on there, put your name, your email in, and you can download that for free. So, and then on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at the Cody Burns. I'm also on LinkedIn. Love to connect with you. Awesome. All right. Cool. Okay, Cody. Everybody's going to go to epiclifegameplan.com and go follow Cody and all of his um, hopeful, inspiring messages. And of course, some juggling. Thank you so (laughs) much for being on the show, Cody. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me, Brittany. It's a pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.